Welcome to A Tad Bit Crunchy, a podcast about transforming your life using natural and holistic hacks. I'm Whitney Bean, wellness and life coach and mom of four. I'm curious and learning right alongside you. I believe we can achieve better health and balance and still be on time for soccer practice most of the time. Hey guys, how's it going? Um, I might sound a little bit different today. I'm actually recording from our closet in our house. Uh, we've got house guests and we've got um, a house full, which is our favorite thing in the whole wide world. And we're so glad to have everybody here. And I just um, popped into a quiet spot in our closet. So <laughs> here I am. So I apologize if the audio is not quite as clear. Um, but uh, today I just wanted to say thanks for listening and also... Um, remind you that if you go to whitneybean.com and click on the membership link or you can go to whitneybean.com backslash membership sign up then you can look into our restoring balance program and this is a program that we put together um, over the past few years as I've been coaching um, I've realized that working overtime with individuals is absolutely the most effective way to see progress and I've likened it in the past to orthodontics, <laughs> which is what my husband does. And so, you know, it really is um, a matter of just making small adjustments over time in order to get the result that you're looking for. And so when we meet frequently and check in and you learn to become more independent with um, doing evaluations and looking at what self-care is really effective, then that's really the method that I believe in. And so anyways, looking into the Restoring Balance program right now, it's, it's an annual program. So when you sign up, it's for the entire year and it includes a total of 19 sessions. So there's 10 that are kind of white right in a row weekly or kind of spread out a little bit if we need to for vacations and things like that. And then once a month after that tapering off. And then part of that, um, part of that program too involves a group aspect. So we have a couple of group um, sessions. And then we also have uh, one per month. Um, so the two sessions are in the, in the month for group. And then um, we have one more in the month that is specifically geared towards parents and those who are teaching emotional intelligence to their own kids and in their own family, which is incredibly important and so beneficial for everyone in the household. So today we're going to talk about, um, we're going to talk about family meetings and the importance of family meetings and what they can, you know, what role can they play in your home and are they, are they for you? And so I wanted to start off by just letting you know how it came to my mind this week. <laughs> we were um, in Costco as a family. I love shopping as a whole family. I think it's so fun. And, um, you know, we all get to be there. We all get to share opinions. We all get to see, you know, like get excited about different things. And I think it's so much fun. So we were in Costco and we had looked at this big water table type thing. It's like a water run where it goes around and it looks so fun. It's kind of for younger kids. And we we're like on the fence. We're like, oh man, should we get this thing? It looks so cool. <laughs> we just have a few more weeks of summer here and we decided against it. But then a few minutes later, I saw a hammock, um, just one of those small travel hammocks that you can hang up um, like in the forest between a couple of trees. And I, I thought, man, I, I think our trees in the backyard might be big enough for a hammock now for the kids. And, you know, I think the trees are actually probably the right distance apart too. 
And so I asked the kids, like, hey, is this something that you guys would be interested in? And they just got so excited. And they were like, yes, please, please, please. That'd be so fun. They started telling me all the things that they do with it. And and so I had a couple of concerns. You know, we have young kids. And so I didn't want any of the kids getting bumped off. And I didn't want there to be fighting about it. And so I just kind of told them, okay, like, if this is a thing, we we hold the right to take it back, right? Like <laughs> mom and dad get to say, you know, if this isn't working or um, if we need to, for whatever reason, take it down. And then I also wanted them to know kind of the safety issues, the safety stuff that goes with it. Um, and so <laughs> I was kind of just outlining it before I got it off the shelf. And then our nine-year-old, I was just so proud of her. She said, mom, I think it sounds like if we get this, we need to have a family meeting about the hammock. <laughs> and I was just so proud of her because we've used family meetings in the past for for pretty specific events or specific purposes. And sometimes they're not any specific purpose, but often there is an agenda and there's a reason that we're having that meeting and there's a reason that we're coming together and all talking and getting on the same page. And so kind of just, I was so proud of her for thinking of it. I was proud of her that, um, you know, as a parent, I'm like, Hey, those must work. Those family meetings must work. Right. If it be my nine-year-old is like, mom, let's do that to get all on the same page. And so, um, I thought that was kind of a, a cool topic to talk about today. So family meeting, you know, there's, uh, I can just kind of tell you the way that, that we structure it and, um, work with what's flexible with your family. I think bigger than anything, make sure that you don't have an expectation that you are looking for, but more so go into it with the value of, of why you're doing it. So what, what kind of values are you fulfilling by having a family meeting? Is it time together? Is it time that's united? Is it time that you're getting on the same page? Is it time that you're teaching a certain purpose like emotional intelligence or better communication? So think about the values behind it more so than you know, the expectations and then having the expectations not met. So if you're like, oh, this meeting's not going well, that type of thing. So make sure that you think about the purpose behind why you're going to do family meetings. And I think that's important to have um, the expectations in a place that are um, that are manageable and that feel like you're fulfilling the value regardless of how the meeting goes. And so when we've done family meetings, we've fluctuated with how frequently we do it. You know, during the pandemic, we had family meetings just about every week. Um, and we would do it on Sundays typically. We kind of get on the same page. We talk about the schedule for the week. We'd talk about um, any needs that anybody had. We actually followed an outline. Um, I had just made something on the computer that we would just print out each time we had a family meeting. And um, one of the kids would conduct the meeting and um, we would go through the agenda. And sometimes the agenda included, you know, what meals are we going to eat this week? Um, you know, are there any events going on? And as we kind of came out of the pandemic, we don't have as frequent of meetings, um, but we do continue to have meetings. So just to give you an idea, you can do it weekly, you could do it monthly or as needed, but just making sure that like that family meeting itself is a thing that sounds familiar and that everybody knows kind of what that means. So in those family meetings, I would suggest having some type of an agenda. 
uh, meeting in the same room, keeping them fairly short, you know, like not making it so it's just torture for everybody to stay in the same room. <laughs> um, no screens, including adults. So just screens away for a few minutes and you're making eye contact. You're showing genuine interest in what your kids have to say, what your spouse has to say, and you are practicing voicing your opinion and listening to others' opinions and encouraging them to voice their opinion. Sometimes there were decisions to be made. And, you know, if we all voiced, you know, a bunch of us may may have voiced an opinion, but then later somebody else brought up something totally new, then I would just remind them like, hey, that's something that should have been brought up during the conversation, you know, and maybe they felt shy or maybe they didn't want to share that at the time. But it's important to teach all of us not I mean, this is incredible practice for me as well as taking that time to try and voice my opinion at the right time. That way we can make a decision based on everyone's opinions um, while we're all together. And then I just want to outline a few of the the perks or the benefits of having family meetings. So one of the things that it does is it teach each, teaches each member of the family that they have a chance to voice an opinion. So they, you know, their opinion matters. And not only that, but you are giving them the time, you're giving them the chance to voice that opinion. Because a lot of people have opinions, but they don't necessarily know when to say it, right? Kids don't always know when is the right time to say their opinion. Sometimes it's after the fact. <laughs> Sometimes if we like, we all decided we're going down to the lake. And then as we're getting in the car, then one of the kids is like, well, I, I don't want to go. <laughs> and then it kind of throws things off, right? It's like, well, why didn't you mention that when we were planning this event? Or so just helping them to know that there's better times to voice your opinion than others and um, making sure that they feel comfortable doing it in the moment. Um, you know, I talk a lot about being present in your body, right? Being in the present moment. And that includes voicing your opinion in the present moment so that we're not drawing things out, so that they're not just sitting uncomfortable inside of you. And then um, it feels sometimes intimidating to voice that opinion out loud. So we're in the present moment and in the present moment when you have that opinion, being able to express it naturally and normally in a conversation with um, with that, that um, safety of that group. Which kind of leads into the next point, which is that each person is practicing speaking up at the right moment before the decisions are made. So we each get to have that opinion and speak up and, um, and then we make the decision after that, as opposed to um, making the decision before talking to the whole family. And I'm not saying that like the kids are in charge of the family, right? But I think that when we are making decisions, it's important to consider and allow our kids to be heard so that they do feel like part of the process. And then the next one is that it gives you the opportunity to bring to the table items that are important to you that others might have not considered. So this happens really frequently in coaching calls where I'll talk to women and they, you know, have something that really stands out to them that is weighing on them. It's a burden on them. And I say, well, what does your family say when you talk to them about this? And they're like, oh, I haven't, I haven't talked to them about it. <laughs> so if there's something that involves the whole family, it's, really frequent for, uh, really common for, you know, one member of the household to kind of take on that re that role or that responsibility without the rest of the family knowing that they are feeling maybe burdened by it, right? I, you can probably think of an example of times when somebody in your household has taken over a, a task or um, something that needs to be done without anybody really giving it thought. And so just um, being considerate of the effort that people are putting towards those different actions. 
And then also making sure that if it's something that you're doing, that you are voicing your concerns or you're voicing anything that needs to be changed. So for example, if, um, if I were doing all the laundry in the house and that felt like quite an overwhelming task for me and I just kind of did it because I felt like, well, that's just how it needs to be, get done. Right. And so, um, on the flip side, if I, look at that and say, man, I'm pretty bogged down by the amount of laundry, by the sorting, by, um, you know, people leaving stuff all over the house. This is hypothetical, by the way, this is not our home. (laughs) But if I felt that way and I had this experience, rather than keeping that inside and just being like, well, I just have to get this done or resenting the job or, um, you know, maybe making kind of jabbing remarks at people. Well, if maybe if you did the laundry or that type of thing. So what I would be doing is taking that to the table in the family meeting and say, Hey, you know, how many people here use clothes? <laughs> we, we all use clothes. How often we use them pretty much every day. Right. And, um, and so just bringing it up, like, how many people are doing the laundry and just letting them know, I feel pretty um, weighed down by the amount of laundry that's going on in the house and I could really use some help. And so just um, maybe what are some ideas of ways that we could spread out that task over the the whole household or something like that, right? So you're bringing to the meeting um, a topic and you're not saying, you're not pointing fingers, you're not saying nobody ever does laundry and this and that. The reason that you have these meetings is to practice positive communication. You're practicing how to communicate and how to solve problems as a group. Um, By the way, our laundry system, which I think I've talked about before, (laughs) is the bomb. My uh, kids each have a day where they do their own laundry. And so even as I'm saying this, I, I remember that. I remember feeling like, man, there's a lot of laundry going on around the house, but it's so different. I know we've gotten a system down because that's something that we've had family meetings about that we've talked about. I've talked to friends about getting different ideas. And one friend that this idea just stuck where she said each of her kids have one day that they do their laundry. So they wake up in the morning and they put it in the washer. They switch it to the dryer. By that evening, they've put it away and their day is done. And then the next day, it's the next kids. And so um, with this type of system, it has like completely changed my feelings about laundry. Like I'm excited because I'm excited that my kids are doing something that is a great responsibility. They're learning independence. They're learning, you know, what the process looks like. I also give them the independence to choose if they want to fold their laundry or not, but they do have to put it away in their drawers. And so um, this is a kind of a side note, but that has come out of family meetings. That's come from like discussing it as a family and through that, there's no cutting remarks. There's no sarcasm. There's no disrespect. There's no yelling. Um, you know, it's just a, a different way to communicate and it's a different way to solve problems and to take the weight off of just one person who might be doing um, certain tasks and other people aren't noticing. So just going back to that point is that it gives the opportunity to bring to the table items that are important to you that others might have not considered. So same with my kids. I want to make sure that if there's things that they're thinking about that are on their mind, that they're bringing that to the table and then we can talk about it as a whole group. So our next point here is that it creates unity. Family meetings create unity. It's a time that we come together. And like I said, keep it short, right? They don't have to be these huge intensive meetings, but you're coming together. You're talking to each other for a few minutes. Each person is um, important and each person's opinion is important. And you get to make eye contact and be there in the same 
space for a few minutes. And so it really does help to create unity. Sometimes we will do family meeting also paired with like a game, like a family game. And so then it's also something fun and exciting and we get to have that family time as well. And so that unity is really spread, not just through like getting things done, but it's also a time to get together and have fun. And then the last point I want to make is that it improves the communication skills in the group and the group problem solving skills. And so both of these are obviously extremely important for every one of us. And especially like I I want my kids to know that communication is so important and there's so many ways to do it. And um, some ways are better than others and some ways go better than other ways do with certain people, right? And so we're learning how to communicate. We're learning how to um, solve problems together as a whole group um, and not point fingers and not um, be sarcastic, but really using positive language and um, positive reinforcement and helping us to determine our values. So this is a space where you can determine values. You know, if we bring up uh, like, Hey, you know, we're thinking about going on this vacation here. And then our kids are like, well, we're not really interested in that. Then we can say like, well, what kind of, you know, what, what do you guys value in a, in a vacation? You know, we want to spend some time together. What do you guys want to do together? So you can talk as a group about what values, um, you have collectively and we can each individually have our individual values and it doesn't take away from the group values, but you'd be shocked at how different people's values are. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, when you get to it, the nitty gritty and, and saying like, you know, even if you're going out to eat, right? Like, well, what are you, what are you looking for in this dinner that we're going to? And it just helps everybody to get on the same page and helps everybody to, again, feel unity and come to conclusions that are, um, that are more kind and respectful than they would be otherwise. So those are just a few things that I wanted to um, point out about family meetings. Um, And I think that this is such a powerful space. And I I love the idea that like we each get to practice in a household, right? And it doesn't necessarily mean that, um, uh, you know, it's just whatever your household looks like. Maybe you even are living by yourself, but then you just still have a, a meeting to go over, these same items, the same agenda, looking at your week, planning things out, practicing that inner communication, practicing, you know, making a phone call and making that communication outside of the home. Um, There's just so many ways that we can practice this. And I think it's so cool that we get to be in these family structures or in these household structures where um, we get to practice the skills that we use for the rest of our lives. And it's not too late. Like, (laughs) you know, I, I love the way that I communicate a heck of a lot more than I did 20 years ago. If I look back, right, I think that things have, um, that I I've practiced and I've come a long way with my communication skills and with speaking up in the moment and with voicing my opinion or sometimes letting things go. Sometimes it's not worth voicing my opinion and sometimes it's okay to let um, somebody else make the decision because that's important to them in the moment. So there's just so many benefits that can come from that individually. And um, these are the types of things that I want my kids to learn too. I want them to learn these skills and to be able to practice them here at home, especially where we can help to kind of mediate and to, um, teach them the vocabulary that they'll use for the rest of their lives. All right. So that's it for today. You can go ahead and follow us at a tad bit crunchy on Instagram and be sure also, if you feel like it to share this episode or share the show in general. Um, Thank you so much for listening and I hope you have an amazing week. I'm so glad that you found a tad bit crunchy. You can show your love by leaving a review and sharing the show. 
Reviews help the podcast to be seen by more curious and intentional women just like you. And of course, sharing the podcast is how we can help more and more folks create a natural and holistic foundation for their health. If you share on social media, be sure to tag me at Whitney Bean Coaching so I can show some love. Thanks, guys.